Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Yolt Christian Podcast. If you are new to us, thanks for uh, stopping by and checking us out. Yolt stands for You Only Live Twice. Um, Cody, you want to talk a little bit about that name? Yeah, so me and my friend, we were once sitting in his room, and we were like, oh, YOLO. And he was like, oh, no, Yolt, you only live twice. And we both just looked at each other, and we were like, oh, that's genius. And so I took the genius idea a little farther, and I made a clothing <laughs> brand out of it. And then okay. we made a podcast. Yeah. So uh, you want to tell us a little bit about the uh, the clothing brand? Yeah. So uh, the clothing brand, Yolt, uh, we have hoodies, T-shirts, sweatpants, and all that. Um, that's really it. It's really comfy stuff. And I thought the main reason I want to make it a clothing brand is because Yolt, you don't really you don't really know what that is. So someone will come up to you and be like, hey, what's, what's Yolt mean? I was like, oh, people live twice. You live here and you live in heaven. And it's a good conversation starter, I think. And I think the design is just really cool looking. So it just adds to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really great because I'm all about conversation starters. So like I have a tattoo on my thigh and uh, I completely oh, that use that. That really cool. Yeah, yeah. I showed you that picture of it. Um, but if, uh, if you ever want to see it, you can always follow us. Or if you want to check out our clothing, uh, you can check it out. You can find our Instagram. It's going to be the, the handle for that is Yolt. So literally just search Y-O-L-T and it should pop up, be the first thing to pop up, the Yolt Christian Podcast. Um, and then, of course, we also have a TikTok. Uh, you can probably yep. find us the same way there. So, um, But, yeah, we, I, I just love, 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 love the, uh, the idea of a conversation started like you're talking about. So yeah. uh, if you can wear a shirt that says Yolt on it and somebody's like, I don't know, people that you're close to would generally ask you, like, what's that shirt, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I love it, but. Um, well, today in this video, in this episode, we're going to be talking about, or we're going to be continuing the series on the book of Matthew. Uh, in the previous episode, we uh, talked about Matthew chapter one, you know, the genealogy of Jesus and uh, how an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. Um, and this time it's going to, uh, in Matthew chapter two, it tells a little bit more about Jesus's childhood a little bit. Um, and so we're going to just dive into that. Do uh, you have anything you want to add to that? No, I'm ready to dive in, man. All right. Good deal. Um, so Matthew chapter two, verse one, it talks about how Jesus was, of course, born. He was born in Bethlehem in Judea. Um, and so also in verse one, it talks about how uh, Herod was the king at the time. Herod spelled H-E-R-O-D. He was king and uh, he figured himself to be the king of the Jews. Um, we know that because of how he responded when uh, when the uh, the three wise men came up and told him or sorry, not necessarily three, but the, the wise men came up and told him that uh, they were there to see the king of the Jews. And he was kind of flustered by that right so then verse eight um herod actually lied to the wise men because the wise men were trying to find jesus so that's why they went up to king herod right and mm-hmm. so then herod lied to the wise men he's like how about this how about once you find him come back to me so that i can go worship him too and that's in verse eight and uh so interesting I and mean, we, we at this point so we don't necessarily know that he lied but if you read through the the whole uh yeah. chapter you'll know that he was lying when he said that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, exactly. I'm pretty bad about that. Um, so, <laughs> but so then um, the wise men they went and found Jesus, right? Um, and yeah. by this time, he was guessed to be around two, right? Um, and so the way the wise men found him was they followed the North Star, um, and so that's how they found him. Wait, but, Jesus uh, was two when they found him? Mm-hmm. Yep, he wasn't what? a yeah, an itty bitty baby. So yeah, it, it took him about. So once Jesus was born, if I remember right. Um, that's when the, if it wasn't a North star, it's a certain star that popped up in the sky that the wise men followed. And it took them because they were traveling from, you know, who knows where. And so yeah. theologians believe it, it took them approximately two years to find Jesus. And I'm well, pretty I sure. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it actually says that in, uh, 
in Matthew chapter two, like word for word that he was like two. And it might I have a study Bible, so it might have been that that I, I was looking at. Um I have a study Bible too. Maybe I dude, I I love, love Yeah, study it is Bibles. pretty awesome. Well, I didn't uh, know he was two though. I guess I just never realized that or I I don't know. Um yeah, it's not in the uh, it's in the study study Bible portion. Um but anyways, so but yeah, so he he was still regardless, he's still itty bitty, right? Yeah. Um, and so, sweet baby Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> and if you watch the first episode, you you know that we're referring to Talladega Nights. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, but the the wise men they gave Jesus these three gifts, and do you know what they are? Oh shoot! It was a golden thing. There was like a golden chalice cup thingy. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I no. can't off the top of my head. I can't You're remember. Good. You're good. I wrote it down. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't either. Um, but it was gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Yep. And so when I read that, I was thinking, okay, well, what's the significance of gold, frankincense, and myrrh? Like, what even is frankincense? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. And so I, I was looking it up. And so gold back then was a gift for royalty. So, uh, okay. of course, when they gave him gold, they were symbolizing his royalty. Of course, he was the king of the Jews, as they were referring to earlier. And then frankincense was similarly a gift for deity. So by giving them frankincense, they were basically acknowledging that he was God. Um, and so I, I guess frankincense would be like, it's, I guess, similar to sage where like you'd burn it in like the temple kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Um, and so then myrrh here, this is this one's super interesting. Okay, so myrrh, it was a spice used to anoint bodies for burial. Ooh, so so why? That was a lot. Yeah, it does. So why would you give myrrh, something used to anoint bodies for burials, to That's a so little itty-bitty baby? Like, did they know then? Like, nobody, not many people knew. I, I guess. I don't, or I mean, was it a coincidence, but it was a God coincidence? Yeah, a Godcidence. <laughs> a Godcidence. Um, that, yes, there it is. Yeah, dude, I, I don't know if it was that, or maybe if they knew the scriptures. Like, maybe they knew Isaiah. Like, And I don't even know if it says in Isaiah how he was going to save the people or save his people. I don't, I don't believe, I don't think it does. I don't think it says that he will die on the cross. He will die. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so either. I I bet it was a God sentence. You're probably right. Okay. That's crazy. That is okay. But hear the, hear me out. It goes even deeper. You ready? Oh no. Okay. So murder. (laughs) Okay. So that was its main use was for, for burial, but it's secondary use. Not as, not as common, but uh, in China, this is what they use at that time. This is what they use murder for. They used it to subtly, or it was subtly used for wound healing and to slow bleeding, specifically in women. Okay. Okay. So, so I hear the hesitation there. You want to know why that's interesting? At least to me, at least. Yeah. So I want us to go with the second part of that for now to slow bleeding, specifically in women. So women, because of their, their menstrual cycle, right? Yeah. And so do you remember that story? This is again, foreshadowing um, of the story of the, the woman that couldn't stop bleeding. Yeah. So just interesting enough that he was given myrrh and myrrh is used to, to slow bleeding in women. I just thought that was interesting because I, I, in my mind, that's like kind of foreshadowing like, hey, he's going to stop yeah. bleeding in a woman. And then also it says, you know, it's, it's subtly used for wound healing. And of course, Jesus. And yeah. Oh, my goodness. All the time. Yeah. That's so crazy. like so they were by giving him myrrh, not only were they predicting or maybe not them predicting, but you know, it was also foreshadowing. That's probably a better word that Jesus was going to heal and that he was going to, to die. 
And yeah. so, so basically, it was foreshadowing that he's going to go through a period of time of doing miracles, performing miracles, and then and then dying to save his people. So it's just just crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Yeah, there's another and, crazy. Well, okay, never mind. You keep going. I'll, I'll, no, no, take it, take it, take it. There's this thing I found out. I mean, the little drummer boy. I found this out uh, a while ago, a few years ago. But a lot of people thought the drummer boy was actually in the Bible, and he's not in the Bible. Like hmm. I, I thought for the longest time the little drummer boy was real, and like all that happened. Yeah, but yeah, he's not. I just wanted to point that out, just to break everyone's heart, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you just tore mine in half, my guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I never even like I growing up, you hear that story all the time, so I guess yeah. you just assume that it's. Yeah, uh, there was there was yeah. no little drummer boy, and it's sad because <laughs> I love that story and song. Yeah, my interesting. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started on singing Christmas songs. I'll be singing it all day, and my wife's getting out of me. Hey, there's only like a few months left. That's true. That's true. We're getting there, I guess. Coming back. <laughs> it is. This year's gone by so fast, though. Yes, it has. Um, so we'll, we'll jump right back into it, though. Verse 12, it says that uh, the wise men actually decided to uh, take a different route home. So uh, remember how King Herod had, or, uh, yeah, yeah. Herod had asked them to, to come back around. So they, I guess they were planning on doing that. And then it says that uh, in a dream, they were warned to not. Well, there's the dreams again. I know, dreams. Interesting, right? I and talk to you in dreams. And I've here, never had a God dream before. Yeah? What was it? So, I mean, maybe it wasn't a God dream, but I feel like it was. Sure. But pretty much, it was like I was walking in this forest, and it was, like, terrifying. It was just terrifying. And, like, you just heard scary noises. Like, it was so vivid. I, I've always just remembered this dream. But it was just scary. And then you started seeing faces and everything. But then, like, I just felt, like, presence. I just kept saying, Jesus, Jesus. And it just, like, every time I get, like, scared of something, I just remember, like, just that dream. As if you say Jesus, you know you'll be calm and you'll realize that, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know how to describe it, but Jesus's name brings you peace. And just, it's always reminded me of that. Every time I get scared, I just say Jesus's name and it just brings me peace. All right. So we're about to go down deep into this rabbit trail. Okay. So have you ever done studies on demonology? Uh, not really. No. Um, are you familiar with anything of what, uh, the demon stories in the Bible? A few of them, yeah. Well, yeah. I know a little bit. Okay, so uh, I could talk all day about demonology. Hey, we, we could do this. We got, we okay. got a long podcast all here. Right. Let's get it. All right, so we're diving into it. So all we're right, talking about demons it. now. We're going to sidestep from Matthew chapter I'm ready. Two. I'm ready. Let's do it. So you said in your dream, you said in your dream that you would say Jesus, and it would kind of like bring peace, you know, that sort of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So, of course, the power of the name of Jesus is incredible. So, yeah. um I, I, and this is because I'm not prepared whatsoever for this. So this is just going to be off of memory. I don't have the references written down or anything. No. So somewhere in the Bible, Jesus is talking to the disciples. Um, and he says, you can cast out demons in my name. Right. Um, so the disciples or I guess the apostles after the crucifixion, um, they were able to go out and cast out demons out of people. Yeah. And so there's a few different stories of when Jesus would cast out demons. And one of which was, uh, he walked up to this uh, individual. He was super strong. He was outcast from the, his uh, his city or whatever. Um, they had him chained up, but he would break chains. And anyway, so Jesus comes up to him and says something along the lines of, uh, I know who you are. He's, and then the, the demon says, or the man says, uh, I am legion for we are many. And anyway, so Jesus kind of casts out the demon and he throws him into the pigs and the pigs run off the side of the cliff, right? So Yeah, I remember that, yeah. So that's just one of the many stories. I, I, I say many. There's probably like five, something like that, right? Um, <laughs> that we know. That's recorded at least. Exactly, exactly. And so um, 
here's my thought is a lot of people do not realize the spiritual warfare that we are in in our it's lives. It's crazy. It's insane. So Satan and people discredit Satan, but Satan is really good at what he does. He is He's very a great good. Great salesman. I've said it in a few times. Absolutely. He's the greatest salesman in the world. Absolutely. He's so good at distracting too. He's so persuading. Mm-hmm. And so here's an example. Okay, and this might this might get me a little too sidetracked. So our society depicts Satan as incredibly ugly. He's got horns, little tail, little red midget yeah. devil, right? But to what benefit would that give the devil? If everybody thinks he's ugly, then when we see something pretty or beautiful or handsome, we aren't going to think it's the devil. Exactly. So, so he's going to present himself to us in a beautiful manner, so in an appealing manner. So like we're going to want mm-hmm. him. And so people think, oh, yeah, no, I don't associate. I don't do anything to do. I don't have anything to do with Satan. Speaking along that real quick, I'm going to interrupt yeah. you real quick. Yeah. If you watch I, it's The Passion of Christ or Taste for Christ, mm-hmm. the, the, the person, the lady who plays Satan, they did it on purpose, but her face is perfectly symmetrical. Like, And they mm. try to make her look beautiful because of that. Wow. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah, that was my little sidetrack. Okay, keep going. <laughs> okay, okay, so – Anyway, so uh, talking a little bit more about demons and, and the devil, right? Yes. So um, I'm, uh, we need to make a whole separate video of all this, but I'll just kind of run over this stuff quickly. So you're yeah. talking about your dreams, right? So yes. going back to the spiritual warfare thing. So I believe we're in spiritual warfare constantly. And so I'm a strategist. I'm a planner. So my thought was this. My thought was, okay, so I know my side of things. I know I don't. I don't know the Bible, you know, through and through. Of course, I don't know if anybody truly does, but no. um, I do know that there's good and there's evil. There's day and there's night. So I'd like to think, obviously, I'm on the good side. You know, the the God and Jesus side of things. And yeah. so then, of course, there is nighttime. But in any war, you want because we're in spiritual warfare, you want to know your opponent, right? So yeah. Satan, Satan and his demons study us because demonology is the only ology, the only study that studies you while you study it. Yeah. Wow. And let that sink in for a second. Yeah. That's, and so, wow. and so, and this is my point to that. Okay. So I started studying the opposing side. I started looking at Luciferianism, not like to, to join their battle or anything like that. Just, you know, study to know my opponent, yeah. looking into Luciferianism, looking at this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Satanism um, and, you know, just, just demonology on a whole, right? And so I, was, I started out looking into it in the Bible, and then I got to the point where I wanted to interview Satanists or people that uh, claim to summon demons and, and all of this stuff, right? Yeah. And so um, I never got to that point, okay? But here's why. So within a week after thoroughly looking into Luciferianism, studying it, that sort of thing, um, my wife and I, we just gotten married pretty much like only a few months into it. And, okay. and so she was kind of hesitant on me looking into it. Cause we're, we are, we are both, we were both raised in church. Like we, and like spiritually sound, like we uh, were taught correct for the most part, you know, nobody's perfect. But anyways, and so we both knew what I was doing. We both knew that I would be opening a door. Right. Yeah. Um, it, and it, it's a hard one to close too. Sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. And so we both knew the risk involved. We were both on the, you know, relatively the same page as to why I was doing it. Um, and so anyways, here I'll get into the story now. So we go to bed one night and we're going to sleep. That's fine. We're sleeping. I wake up at some point and the bed is shaking. Like it's like hardcore earthquake. And really? 
Yeah, and I kid you not. And um, and so I'm like, all right, whatever. It's just me. I'm just really tired because I worked three or four jobs. Uh, two of them were night shift, and the other one was day shift. And and anyways, I, so I was really busy. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just so tired that I just I'm imagining this. And so, um, go back to sleep, come back, um, while I'm sleeping, uh, feel the bed shake again, wake up like, okay, maybe, you know what? I'm tired. I'll just get back to bed. Okay. Um, this is a span of over like two hours, I think. Um, go back to sleep, wake up screaming. Okay. So we lived in a a three story apartment condo or whatever. And so our bedroom was on the second floor. So it sounded like this scream, like this is like death scream. Like it's like a woman in the woods getting like murdered kind of. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I hear it. It literally sounds like it's just upstairs, like literally 30 feet away. So I wake up like I'm, I'm like wide awake at this point. Right. And so I look over at my wife and she's sound asleep, it seems. So I'm like, I've got to just be hearing this in my head. Like there's no way my wife is not awake right now. if That's legitimate screaming. And, um, so just keep in mind, I am a, I'm a second amendment supporter. So I, I definitely yeah, have yeah. a couple of, a couple of guns, um, raised in Georgia. What do you expect? Um, oh, yeah. so same way in Iowa, man, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, so I've got my pistol next to me and I'm like, you know what? She's not awake. I'm imagining this. I'll just keep my gun next to me. Okay. Yeah. I go back to sleep again. I feel the bed shake. All right. I'm like, all right, this is, this is some crazy stuff going on at this point. I, my, my eyes are open. I'm just laying there. And then all of a sudden my wife sits up, sits up breathing heavy. She like kind of screams a little bit. And, uh, and I, I immediately look over at her. I'm like, what, 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 what just happened? And she said, uh, baby, I don't, I don't know. This is, this is, I, um, I, I think I just saw a demon. And I said, huh? And, uh, she said, there was like this really dark, shadowy figure standing over you like on the uh on the dresser because the dresser was right next to the the bed and uh i said are you kidding right now and she said no no and as soon as i I woke up it just kind of left and uh and i was like okay so let me tell you about what i've been experiencing tonight (laughs) and uh and so when i was telling him a story she's like you felt the bed shaking too and so anyways at this point we realized obviously it's because i opened the door right and so this was, this was not even a year ago. Right. So this isn't like some crazy story that happened forever ago. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, so I get up, I know, you know, now that this is a, a, a spiritual warfare kind of thing. And so I get up and I, I grab my pistol because naturally. Right. And yeah. uh, so I go down to the bottom of the house. I start to, I guess, casting out demons in Jesus name. You know, I'm not really necessarily seeing anything. Nothing's like, so my dad, the side story, um, he's done a few like exorcisms for lack of better terms. I don't necessarily want to call it that. Yeah. Um, and, and so he's told me before, like how he, to go about it. And like, anyways, this is a whole separate thing, but he's like, basically you don't want anybody doing it. That's not, you know, really solid in their faith. Otherwise, you know, demon coming to you, that sort of thing. Um, but anyways, so like side note again, I don't necessarily think that we can be possessed if we have the Holy spirit in us, but okay. Going back yes. to my story. So, um, I go down the basement, I go through, I'm saying Jesus name, talking, you know, um, go all the way up to the top. Right. So between the bedroom and the top floor, remember the top floor is where I heard that screaming, right? I've got the pistol in hand and this is intense, man. I'm going to take my seat right now. Okay. So keep, keep in mind, I was pissed and I I don't like to say that word unless like I'm thoroughly angry. Um, and so like I was, I was really mad. Okay. I was angry at myself. I was angry at the little demon thing. 
and <laughs> the little demon things. Yeah. And so I was just mad that they woke me up because again, sleep was precious back then. And yeah. so I get up on the stair and then all of a sudden I don't, I don't, it was a voice that I heard. And this is, this is where it gets confusing. Okay. So, um, it's a voice that I've never heard before, but it, I don't know that I heard it necessarily audibly. I think it was in my head. Right. But okay. I'll, I'll just keep going with the story and I'll, I'll expand on that later. So, um, <laughs> so I hear it and it says, you can't hurt me with that. And so of course I look at my gun at that point, I'm like, dude, you're, are you thinking you're going to be able to shoot a demon with that? Like you're an idiot. So I, <laughs> so I, I put it back in my waistband. And so I go upstairs, I keep doing what I was doing, casting out um, G, uh, demons in Jesus' name and stuff like that. And then everything just kind of got quiet. I was like, okay, that's fine. All good and dandy, right? <laughs> yeah. So go back to what I was trying to explain a second ago with the audible voices. I don't think necessarily that Satan and or demons can speak to us within our heads, right? I think that's only a God thing. Um, but I do think, however, that they can use, obviously, because like I said, it studies us. So I do think, however, that they can use psychology against us. They've been around for thousands, thousands, thousands of years, right? Oh, yeah. so, so like they know human psychology to a T. So I think like, for example, and I've said this in some of my TikToks before, if I look at the color blue all day long, and this psychology proves this, if I look at the color blue all day long and I come home, my wife says, hey, honey, what should I wear on a date night tonight? I'm going to statistically say the color blue because psychology tells me to. So same thing goes for That's demons. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So same thing goes for demons. I think that they can impress on you many different things. And so because I was looking to Luciferianism and Satanism and all these things, I think they impressed on me uh, an audible voice of sorts. So that's how that demon communicated with me um, through the, the previous in, in, uh, impressings, if that's a word. So anyways, fast forward a week or two. Okay. Um, similar situation. I recognize as a demon pretty, pretty quick. So I cast it out of the, of the house or whatever in Jesus name again. And this time it's, it's different a little bit. So this time I, uh, I, so it's not, it's not as intense as the last story necessarily, but, um, so I, I left the kitchen in the, the first time. I didn't go to the kitchen, cast it out. I don't know if it went to the kitchen. I don't know what happened. Okay, but anyways, this hungry. time I, I had to get the bite to eat real quick. That's right. That's right. And so <laughs> I went. To, I went through every single room. I, finally, this time, okay, went to the last room. I said, "Amen," casting it out. Right, finished mm-hmm. off that little prayer, that spot talking to it, or whatever. And then all of a sudden, my car alarm starts going off in the in the what? driveway, and I'm like, "Did that thing just flip and go to the car?" And so. My wife and I are kind of laughing about it at this point because we know it's, you know, it's, it's demons and stuff. It's just spiritual warfare. Yes. Um, and, and so just because we know who comes out on top doesn't mean it's not scary, right? Yeah. Um, and so anyways, it's, uh, it's very interesting, that, that story. So, um, but now here's the thing. This is what I, I want to clarify about all that. So when I told people this story, when I told Christians, when I told elders, when I told people this story, um, everybody – told me this one thing and they said, quit. They said, quit opening the door. And logically that sounds, you know, like something you should do, right? Yeah. But here's my thought. Okay. So I've since quit, you know, opening those doors and stuff, but pause. I'm going to go to a a separate story. So we go, we move my wife and I, we move to this new city. We go to a church um, that we have connections to. And we joined this small group and first night, he, guess what he's talking about? Demonology. Oh, and so, 
And so he's it's talking a God about coincidence. A coincidence. That's right. That's right. And so he starts talking about, and he's very educated, very, very educated. And he's talking about all these things. And, and he, uh, this one thing stuck out to me. Love the guy, love his teachings, but this thing stuck out to me. He said, who am I to go up against Satan? He said, Jesus went up against Satan in the desert and he did okay with it. So I'm just going to leave it on him. Okay. So, which makes logical sense. Yeah. Um, but my thought is this. So he said that if somebody comes to him that has a demon in him, he's just going to give it to God and pray to, to uh, God, Jesus, however you want to say it. And he's just going to pray that they deal with it or God deals with it himself. And so he said that when somebody comes up to him, he just passes it along that route. He said that he passed it on to somebody who's more qualified. Aren't we supposed to cast it out in Jesus' name to like us? Yes. So, okay, so here's the thing. So, now he recognized this, and he talked about this, too. He was like, now, Jesus gave his apostles. He says we have the same power as, as, as him after the crucifixion, right? Or the ascension, I should say, um, to cast out demons. He says that, and this is what the Bible does say. It says that we have that power. Um, he says to go cast out demons and that sort of thing. Um, yes. But it doesn't necessarily specify how in the Bible. And so, there, you know, there's some spiritual leaders, you know, some people that claim to be really good at casting out demons. Uh, they, there's, a, there's a certain thing that you say, a certain thing that you do. Um, I don't necessarily know that that's real. I think, you know, just use Jesus, you know. Yeah. And so, um, so this guy, this really educated guy that, that was leading this group, he was talking about that. And um, I don't know, his, his method was very passive and definitely very, like, Somebody else can handle it. And my thought is, well, what if somebody passes it along and sooner or later you're at the end? Like you can't pass it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so my, my, I have a very uh, direct personality type. I have a very um, let's just handle it now kind of, kind of personality. Mm -hmm. And so that's just how I am. And so I, my thought is if somebody comes up to me or I recognize that there's a demon, I'm dealing with it then and there, you know? And so, um, yeah. I don't want that thing lingering anywhere. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then taking hold. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. So, um, and so I, I, I know the power of Jesus, you know, and I know that uh, I can do all things through through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians and thirteen. Uh, that's right. And I also know this, as you mentioned in the last podcast or in the last episode, that if I have the faith of a mustard seed, I can move mountains. If yes, I can move you a flipping. If Matthew seventeen twenty two. That's right. Yeah. Seventeen twenty. I only know because it's tattooed cool. on my thigh. Oh, there you um, go. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know that if I can move a flipping mountain, then I can move a flipping yeah. demon. You feel I, me? I recently, last month, I did a whole sermon at my youth group about how much faith can actually impact your life. <sighs> oh, I'll show you, I'll, I'll show you that video. But okay, man, yeah, send it is, to me. Faith is something else, man. Dude, faith. It's so interesting because because how doubt affects it. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, dude, no, no, no. We we gotta we gotta skip this because uh, that's gonna have to be a whole other video. Write we need to write. Down. I'll write that. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll you write it down. Today. Okay. Um. So, anyways, so we'll have to have a whole uh, demonology video. Maybe this kind of just kind of turned into it. Um. But yeah. So, how to combat them and stuff. We'll we'll make that a video later. Uh, yeah. But anyways, so. Um. Yeah. So going back to the original thing that started this whole conversation, um, <laughs> you, you had a dream um, and yes. it was it was a very good dream. Um, so Jesus or God rather can speak to us in dreams. Um, that is one of the, the ways that he can speak to. us. So pay attention to your dreams. Um, I've always 
I forget what verse it says that in the end of times, though, young young boys will have visions and old men will. That's something. I only remember the, the first half. Yeah, of the I remember talking about. Um, so this is how, and my wife and I actually had this conversation yesterday. Um, my mom, well, my mom was there too. So my mom said that she had deja vu, right? And uh, so she was talking about it and stuff. And my wife was talking about how she has deja vu too. And so they asked me, they're like, do you have deja vu? And I was like, ah. I mean, by your definition of deja vu, yeah. I, I have said, deja I, vu all the time. Yeah. I said, but I, I call them visions. And uh, they said, why do you call them visions? And, uh, and so I was like, well, here's the thing is like deja vu and its origins have uh, – it's so the, the, the way deja vu came about is like the people that first experienced it, the way they explained deja vu was they believed that they previously saw what they're seeing now in a past life. So it's based off of reincarnation. And so, I don't I, know. The way I at least believe, I don't know how you believe it, but I've heard mm-hmm. this before. It's something in, like, your brain. It triggers, like, a long-term memory instead of a short-term memory when mm-hmm. you're in that situation. So it makes you feel like, oh, you know, I, I don't know. I've heard a lot yeah. of theories. But yeah, no, for sure. Me. And I, I'm, I have a medical background, so I love medical explanations like that. And that definitely makes sense. Oh, sweet. Um, you got it all, dude. What don't you have? You have it all. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that. Um I was I was just an EMT, so like I'm I'm not like a, a real medical person, but uh, I've worked on a truck and in an ER for a couple of years. They count um, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they know a little bit. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like, yeah, that that makes sense of it, um, medically speaking. But I know with with my visions or whatnot, I'll I'll see it as like a deja vu moment. Yeah. Um, so like here's here's how I explain it. Like I just I feel like the when I see something in the moment, it feels like a dream to me, right? And yeah. so sometimes like as I've gotten older, it's kind of gotten to where I can actually predict what's about to happen right before it happens in those moments. Wow. And yeah, no. So like one time I was in a conversation, right. Um, this was like three years ago. And, um, so I forget what we were talking about, but I remember in the moment I recognized what was happening that I've seen it before. And so I knew what was about to be said. And so it, it just so happened to be a, uh, a God conversation. Right. And yeah. so I knew what they said. I remember what I said in the vision and I remembered how good it was in the vision. So I, I just repeated what I said in the vision and, uh, and then everything of course continued how it did in the vision, but, um, or in the dream, however you want to call it. Um, now has that happened since? No. Um, have I noticed that my visions increase the more involved I am like with, with Jesus, like the more I read my Bible, the more solid I am in my faith. Yes, mm-hmm. they do increase. Why? I don't know. Um, so, but anyways, um, so that's how that whole conversation started. We talked about, you know, dreams and angels. And uh, so going back to Matthew chapter two now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Let's go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> so Matthew chapter oh, two. I, I just want to say one thing. I was thinking about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, there's a story. I don't know if it's true. I think it is. But uh, have you heard of Smith Wigglesworth? I think his name is. Mm-mm, no. There was this man. He was sleeping. Okay. And he got woken up in the middle of the night. And at the edge of his bed, it was Satan or like a demon, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, oh, it's just you and turned around and went back to bed. Wow. Like, oh, shoot. That is like the most powerful thing to me, though. Like, could you imagine? Like, you yeah. just Satan at the edge of your bed. You say, oh, it's just you and go back to bed. Oh, yeah, it's just a demon. No worries. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's just like an insult to them. Like, it's that, crazy. It's, yeah, that's all I want to say anyway. So I, I guess I'll add to this for the final thing on, on demons and witchcraft and stuff like that. So my dad, and this is who taught me, right? So I, I think I said before, my dad's a pastor. And so when I was a kid, my dad went to Africa on a missions trip and whatnot. And so it was just him, like a few other pastors. Anyways, he goes and 
And which, by the way, my dad has a TikTok. Uh, his username really? is yeah, Preacher Nine Zero Three Four, where he tells these stories. I gotta um, follow him. Yeah, and uh, very exciting, entertaining to watch. Um, like I said, Preacher Nine Zero Three Four, um, and so. In one of his stories, he goes, he, uh, there's this woman who I think she can't walk. And so he goes to pray for her. He puts her hand on uh, his ankle or sorry, he puts his hand on her ankle and it feels hot, like super hot. Right. Yeah. And so of course the witch doctors have tried to heal her and everything and they can. Um, and so he, he feels that heat and he's like, dude, there's no way her ankle can burn me. So he puts his hand back on her. And, uh, and so then he prays and, and, um, it says in Jesus name, he, he recognizes there's something going on there. And so anyways, next thing you know, um, I can't remember, and I, I'm probably completely wrong because this is my little kid imagination probably running at this point, <laughs> but um, I think she started to walk after that. I could be wrong. What? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Either, either that or her heat went away. Heat and the ankle went away. And that's probably what it was. Um, and so, which his, the story is on his TikTok if you want to go find it. Um, we got to invite him to the podcast sometime. Oh, yeah. He'd be down. Um, and so, anyways, so what he told me after that was everybody found out. He said people from villages next door to next door found out. And so anyways, next next thing you know, they had, uh, he he says 5,000, but really it was as far as the, eye could see of just people coming to their, to listen to them, talk about God. Because No, it was hundred percent. He said it was so good that people would refuse to leave. And so they peed in their spot. What? Yeah. So people just weren't leaving. And, it reminds um, me of the revival that was in Pensacola, Florida once. Have you heard yeah. about that? No, it no, lasted no. Like five, it was supposed to last two weeks. It lasted five years. Wow. I'll, I'll try to talk to you about that later, but that's, it's yeah. a cool story, too. Something that's like crazy. That. Um, and so, yeah, and, and on top of that, before the, I guess, the revival in Africa that, that happened in those villages or whatever, mm-hmm. um, there's another situation. Okay, so the witch doctors found out that dad had done something to this woman, right? And so they didn't know what it was. They didn't know what kind of evil, I guess in their eyes, evil he had placed on her, right? Yeah. And so they actually came up to him. He said that they swarmed him, and there's a few of them. And what? they just started they started casting spells on him. Oh. And, and so um, so they were doing their witch doctor thing. And, and of course, he has the Holy Spirit within him, right? And yeah. so he, he said he just felt pressure. He's like, it literally felt like a thousand pounds is pressing against me on all sides. And, uh, and so I, 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 I'll talk, I guess a little bit in a minute. I mean, we're almost at 40 minutes now, but like this, I think yeah. this is a good, good oh, uh, conversation. Very interesting, yeah. And so he said, there's a thousand pounds of pressure pressing against him. He, he said, he said, he was very confident. I remember that. And when he was telling me the story, he said, I know who you are. And I know what you're doing. He said, but you can't affect me because I'm a child of God. He said, in Jesus name, that get out of here. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and I, I've always remembered that story. And so. Uh, he said that the, the witch doctors, like they would try to curse him at that point and nothing could happen. And, um, and so they ended up getting flustered and went away. And, um, and so then they tried to break up that, that 5,000 or whatever they couldn't. Um, but anyways, so really cool. And I tell that story because, um, so when I first became a youth pastor, um, this was first year in college. So I was, I was young. Right. And, um, it was actually at my dad's church. The youth pastor stepped down. It was a small youth group. They just needed somebody to step in. And so I was like, you know what? I'll do it. I'm, I'm in town on Wednesdays. It's fine. So I had actually going back to demons. I, uh, I had prepared a sermon on angels and demons. And this thing was like spanning out over weeks. It was very in depth. It was very biblically based. It was very solid. Right. 
And so finally I get everything planned. Everything is going great. Um, the, I start my first lesson on angels, um, talk a little bit about demons. Um, these kids are, or uh, students, I should say, cause they aren't really kids. Um, they were involved. They're asking solid questions and like, even to this day, and I've, I mean, I've passed then, I, I guess total, I was a youth pastor for a year and a half. This was by far the best lesson ever had. Okay. That's crazy. And, and so I go to lock up the church. Everybody's already left. I sit in my car. Um, I think at the time I had a truck. I don't remember. Anyways, I sit in my driver's seat. I put the car in drive. My foot's on the brake. And then all of a sudden, that 1,000 pounds of pressure that I was talking talk about earlier, I felt it. And, I, and I, I couldn't move. Okay, so like I said, the car was in drive. My hand was on the, the gear shifter, and my foot was on the brake. And I couldn't move with a flip of me. And so I was just sitting there, and, like, my mind was just running 1,000 miles an hour. Because at this point, I was an EMT. And so, like, I was thinking, okay, medically, what is wrong with me? Am I stroking yeah. out? What's happening? And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm fine. I can talk to myself. I understand myself. Surely I'm not having a stroke right now. <laughs> and so I'm just kind of sitting there. And then I remembered that story that my dad had told where he felt that thousand yeah. pounds of pressure or whatever. And, uh, and so I, 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 going off of what he said, I just repeated what he said. He said, I know who you are. I know what you're doing. And he said, you can't affect me. And so I repeated that. And I said, in Jesus' name, amen. And all of a sudden, just pressure off. That's and so I, awesome. And I was just like, so I started laughing at that point. I was like, yo, my God, it's so cool. And, and then I was just like, I just realized what had happened. And there was some sort of spiritual warfare trying to stop me from doing what I was doing as a youth pastor. And so yeah. then, of course, I realized that, like, I don't know, I had, I had a dialogue to myself, right? I was thinking, okay, I was like, all right, well, if this is what being a youth pastor means, and this kind of scares me. Because I, I, at this point in my life, I was knowledgeable, but I wouldn't say that I was spiritually sound, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so um, my faith wasn't you know, near a degree is what it is today. And yeah. so, um, so I was just back and forth. I was like, do I continue with this? Do I not? Like, I'm kind of scared. And, and so of course I ended up settling on the fact, like I'm going to continue doing this because obviously my God is better. And so I'm not going to let fear rule me. And, uh, so anyways, um, so yeah. And going back to what we're talking about, spiritual warfare, man, people just don't realize people, people blame things of this world, or sorry, people blame demons. No, what am I trying to say? People think the things of this world are things of this world and not demons, you know? Yeah. And, and so, I mean, even if you aren't a Christian, you have demons affecting you. Um, they just, you know, aren't, I mean, if you aren't uh, hurting their cause, they aren't going to try to stop you from, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, if you're not, if, how do I want to word this? There was a way I wanted to word it. I had it in my head. But if you're doing the right thing, demons will try to stop you. Like you're doing absolutely. God's will. They're going to try and stop you from doing God's will. Absolutely. That's the best way I can describe it. I had something in my head, and I just lost it as soon as I opened my mouth. Yeah. What, what Satan can't have, he'll distract. So, like, mm -hmm. if he can't have your heart, he's going to distract you from your purpose, from, from finding God, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, the Bible says that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's coming to either steal your heart, kill your, your uh, I don't know, I'm coming up with this on the spot, Um kill your motivation, yeah. kill, yeah, kill your soul or, uh, destroy, you know, like I feel like those are all different in and of itself. Um, but anyways, 
you, you good to jump back into Matthew 2 now? Yeah, yeah, so like... Matthew 2, uh, where were we? We were talking uh, about the Frankincense and all that. And... Yeah, we just left off, so just to recap, uh, Wiseman <laughs> just gave the gifts, and now they're returning home a different route to avoid King Herod. So now, verse 13, uh, again, an angel comes to Joseph in a dream, and he says, uh, flee to Egypt. Okay, so they're still in Bethlehem at this point. So angel comes to Joseph. So now they get up, they go, they go to Egypt. Okay, verse 14. Um, wait a second. Okay, yeah, yeah. So verse 14 says that Joseph and his new family, they stayed in Egypt until they heard of King Herod's death. Yes. Um, so then it also tells us in verse 14, I believe, it says that while in Egypt, uh, it turns out, while, of course, let me rewind it. So while Joseph, Jesus, and Mary were in Egypt, they found out that King Herod had actually killed um, age two and under boys because he was trying to kill Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why um, theologians believe that Jesus was only two. Um, was because there's a reason uh, Herod killed two and under. Like, I mean, if he was okay, a yeah, itty, that makes sense. Yeah, if he was an itty bitty baby, he would it's only so kill crazy babies. That, like, this actually happened. Like, this is real. Like, yeah, and this is like historical fact. Yeah, sometimes I forget that. Like, the like not that the Bible's real. Like, not that, but it's just like mm-hmm. it just hits me. Like, wow, this actually happened. Like, there yeah. was actually like a king that was killing people because of Jesus. Like, it's just I don't know. It's just yeah, I don't know. And you can Google it too. Like. King Herod was a definite historical figure, and there yeah. there is documentation saying that he had orders to kill young boys. There's so much proof of Jesus. I know, and people I know, dude. Still deny it. it. Well, people don't want to believe that there's God because they don't want to be held accountable for their actions. You know. Yeah. Um. So, but this Herod killing the two and under boys was actually a, a prophecy in Jeremiah 31 verse 15. Really? Yep. And oh, so yeah, that yeah. that fulfilled that prophecy. How cool! And that's pretty neat. You know, there's yeah. I had a, a teacher once tell me that there's two posts. And so sometimes the Bible will be the first post, like the prophecies, and it's, the second post would be its fulfillment. Um, so this would just be a, a two-post situation. Um, but then, uh, kind of fast forward since we're coming, it's a 45-minute video at this point. Um, Return to Nazareth, right? So that's the, the title of this next section in Matthew chapter 2. Um, and it says, another angel appeared in a dream to Joseph and said, okay, now that you've returned to or you've been in egypt for a while it says return to the land of israel so then of course just for them they follow they have no reason not to adhere to that advice and so they they go to israel right and it says that yeah. they arrived and then as soon as they arrived okay joseph got another dream and an angel said um leave israel like literally as soon as they got there and it yeah. says it says it warned in another dream because of herod's son herod's son was called Archelaus, Archelaus, however you want to say it, right? It's spelled A R C H. Archelaus, I don't know. Something like that. And yeah. so um, he was king. And so the dream told them to flee to Nazareth. So they got up and left and they went to Nazareth, which is this fulfilled the prophecy, which I'll talk about in a minute, of Jesus being called a Nazarene. Um, and so that's why uh, in the chosen, you'll, you'll hear Jesus of Nazareth, right? Yeah. Um, and throughout the Bible. And so. But some, some fun fact about Archelaus or Archelaus, you know, Herod's son, um, he started his reign. Again, this is in, in Israel. Um, started his reign by killing 3,000 influential people. Like, that's how he started. Like, he, he became king of his little territory. So, okay, so Herod had, I think it was three sons. And so he split his kingdom up into three sections. And so Archelaus, which so happened to be uh, his territory, included Bethlehem. Um, 
or wherever Jesus fled yeah. to um, after Egypt. It just happened to be that. And so he killed 3,000 people right out the gate, you know. And so, so yeah. And then uh, nine years later, because everybody hated him, he was banished. <laughs> <laughs> um, so good thing that they went to, to Nazareth. Um, yeah. So question for you, Kodis, similar to the, the, the last episode. Why do you think, why do you think God would send them to Israel just to leave as soon as they get there? Um, oh man, I like these questions. They make you think. Ah, I really don't know. I, I really, yeah. So, and I had no clue. I'm gonna be honest. And then I asked my wife and my, my, my wife who knows everything. She says, maybe uh, Israel wasn't ready yet. Maybe there was stuff going on. And God needed to stall them for a second. So, I mean. Yeah. I really don't know. That's just something I can come up with off the top of my head. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't ready yet. My wife said this, and I, I thought it was, she was spot on. She said, what if God sent them back to Israel just to see what God had saved them from? So keep in mind that when they were in Egypt, they had no clue what was going on over in Israel. They had no clue about Archelaus and how he's killing 3,000 people. They had no clue that Herod had killed every boy that was under two years old, they had no clue. So when they went back to Israel, they heard all this and they're like, Oh my gosh, God saved us. God delivered us. From <laughs> that is that. very true. Yeah. And so then once they heard that, of course, it just so happened they got another dream and said, okay, now go to Nazareth. And so of course they went to Nazareth. So God was really protecting them when he, when they went to Egypt, which is, is fairly evident to us when we read, but not to them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not to them living in the moment. So, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, she made a really good point there, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, wow, that was very wise of you to say. So. <laughs> it was very wise of you to say. <laughs> yeah. But that, that, that's how chapter two ended. So it was uh, yeah. very informative, you know, very, uh, very Matthew-like to be straight to the point. Tell Matthew, us, you know. I, I love how he keeps his records. I know. So good at it. And the chosen, we, we I keep bringing this up, but the chosen does such a good job. It really at is portraying Matthew and how analytical and, and the actor who played Jesus though, oh. that dude is amazing. Like, yeah, he is. They couldn't have gotten a better man. It seems no, like. definitely not. He, he, he perfect. He somehow portrays kindness. Yeah, like when I'm watching the show, I'm not gonna lie. I have just like when I watch the show, I just get like so over like whelmed with like with love. Like I just, yeah, absolutely. Just, like he does it so well. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. That if y'all, if you haven't watched The Chosen, we highly recommend it. It's, it's free. free. It's on you literally App Store, what Google Play, whatever yeah. you guys use. It is there. Yeah, that's a. I think you can probably just search The Chosen in the App yeah. Store and probably pop I up. I love that it's a like a pay it forward thing too. So you yes. can pay. Yeah, if you like the show, you can pay it forward. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't yet. I definitely I plan to. Uh, I, I've just been broke, newly married, you know, <laughs> um, but. So I definitely plan on paying it for it at some they point. Have, I don't know if you have a Roku, but they have like a Roku channel too. Where Do you they? Like airplay it or not airplay it, screenplay or whatever on your TV. Yeah. It's like That's I cast nice. it on, it's like Angel Studios or something. Yeah, yeah. But I cast it on my TV and it's amazing. That's awesome. I know what we've been doing is like, because we keep up with, I follow them on Facebook and everything. So they tell us when they're yeah. going live. And so, um, and they, they send me emails too. And so whenever it says they're going live, I just pull it up on, on YouTube live. And then I'll just nice. on my phone. Yeah, on my phone. And then I'll just yeah. air cast it to the TV from there. You can cast it from the app on the TV. 
Yeah, 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 dude. They just make it so so easy. They they yeah. They're, they're such doing good, good people too. Like they have a TikTok and they're hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. They're hilarious. They're such good people. Yeah, um, but we'll uh, we'll wrap this video up again. If you hadn't followed us already, uh, you can find our apparel on our uh, Instagram as well. Uh, Instagram is Yolt uh, Christian Podcast. So you probably just search Yolt and it ought to pop up. Um, and the same with TikTok, it ought to pop up there as well. Um, give us a follow, like, comment on those uh, videos that you see or those posts so that we can see the engagement. If you ever have any questions, feel free to DM us. Uh, we're, we're pretty responsive on there. And, uh, Cody, do you have anything to add? Nope. I, I think we covered it pretty well. We had a lot to talk over with the demons and then yeah. Matthew 2. It was a very meaty episode, you could say. Lots of yeah. meat to choose. Absolutely. Tons of it. So. I'll probably listen to this one five times over. Um, oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> but, uh, Codis, you mind close us out in prayer? Yep. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for letting us have an amazing podcast, Lord. Um, please let this reach the right people, Lord, the people who need it. Uh, let it uh, fill their lives, Lord. And like I said in the last episode, Lord, uh, let these seeds uh, enter people. Let them uh, let other people be able to plant seeds, and we can plant forests in your name, God. Uh, thank you for letting us uh, be here again, Lord. And bless everyone who watches us. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, y'all have a great day and uh, Godspeed.